It's WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Upfront program for this uh, Tuesday morning. I'm Roger, and uh, we'll be here right up until uh, 9 o'clock. And today uh, is one of those days where uh, we interview a member of the council. We have, uh, whenever we have a full city council meeting, we ask a member of the Woonsocket City Council to uh, stop by and review, uh, or as I uh, said to uh, Scott McGee a few minutes ago, I don't know if it's an appropriate term, backfill, uh, some of the information from uh, the meeting. Fortunately, uh, all of the members of the council agree to come by, so we rotate them around, and uh, Scott McGee is in our studio. How are you doing today, Scott? I'm doing great. How are you today? Good. Nice Good. to have you along with us. And so we'll talk about the council meeting, but I think um, I think we've got to at least uh, get your uh, uh, kind of uh, gut reaction to uh, the um, things that have happened. I mean, everybody I meet asks me a question uh, about uh, the events of the past uh, 12 days or so. And uh, so, um, you know, um, I don't know if this is, un- this is under good and welfare now. Sure, yeah. <laughs> the good and welfare, <laughs> this is the good and welfare segment of the Upfront program. So, um, uh, you know, how did, uh, you were, uh, you know, trying to uh, uh, move, move the agenda of uh, Lisa Baldelli Hunt along, and, and uh, this must... Well, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, so I'll just ask you how you feel about it. Um, well, it was an unfortunate situation. Um, I can say that we're still, you know, getting information on the, on the, um, on the project itself. Um, I, I am getting a lot of emails, texts, phone calls asking me, you know, why it wasn't this done or why wasn't that done. But uh, we're still investigating it, basically. We still need more information. Um, Chris obviously let the finance director go. Um, she felt that, that she was wrong in that situation. And, um, you know, we're still getting information, and I like the public to know that. You know, it's not like we're sitting on it. I feel like uh, a lot of the public feels like we're sitting on this uh, issue, but we're not sitting on the issue. We're, we're definitely moving forward to find out what had happened and, you know, why we weren't informed of it. You and uh, Garrett Manseri are both real estate people, so you particularly, uh, you know, might have looked at that transaction and said, wow, as opposed to a guy like myself who's not involved in real estate. But, you know, there's a broader interpretation that uh, you might bring to it, especially with all your sure, years in sure. the business. Um, one thing is, I mean, I know they said there was no appraisal done. Um, and, you know, that does, doesn't look great, right? Uh, but when you're looking at an assessment versus what a project could be, it, it is totally different. So you can say, okay, the land was assessed at 200000 250000 and we're selling it for a million. But if you end up with, you know, nine buildable lots or 11 buildable lots, I mean, you, you break it down by the lot. And, you know, obviously there's site work to be done, so on and so forth. But, you know, when we're, it, I think it just looks drastic because it's assessed the, the 200 range. And it was like, you know, over a million dollars for the purchase. But it's definitely, if it was approved, probably worth more than that. The, the problem was it was declined before. So that, that was the issue I think the public had too. So, um, But yeah, I mean, you can't just look at an assessment. I mean, if some, some houses with assessments of 200 are worth 500, you know. So, you know, it, it's just funny when people are fighting taxes, they, they say, well, you know, my house is terrible. And they go on. I've been on the assessment board of review in North Smithfield um, with people that I've done market analysis for and you know i said the house is worth five and they're fighting me that it's not worth three at the assessment board of review so that's kind of how that goes but i do want the public to know that when you're looking at an assessment it's not always exactly what the property is worth you know so but at, at the same time we weren't notified of it so that that's the biggest issue um when you uh, attend council meetings, uh, you don't usually have uh, TV stations. Channel 12 has taken a particular interest in uh, Woonsocket. I noticed that, Woonsocket yes. politics. <laughs> and uh, they did another story this morning, uh, but really um, mostly a follow-up story. There was no new news in there. But with just one line to finish off this uh, line of sure. conversation, it said here, uh, uh, following Beauchamp's election, or elevation rather, to mayor, Woonsocket City Council selected uh, John Ward to take his place. Ward assured the former councillors 
that while the investigation into the land deal is ongoing, the council is limited in its abilities. And um, so uh, he said that to Channel 12. Uh, Correct. Do you, do you agree with that? Yes, I do. Um, and that, that goes back to, you know, people were, I was getting text emails saying, oh, this one needs to be fired. Uh, you know, director of planning needs to be fired and, you know, so on and so forth. But it's not that easy. You know, we don't have the authority to just go in and do that when we don't have the facts. We have to know what really what had happened, what's going on with the situation. Um, we don't We don't have that authority. We need to figure everything out. Then we'll have the authority. That's how that works. Last night, uh, under um, Good and Welfare, uh, a couple of people uh, calling for harmony um, in, uh, in Woonsocket politics. Now, we have a new council president. However, uh, your vote uh, didn't uh, support him uh, uh, in that, uh, that, that round. Um, sure. And so I was wondering... Um, um, how, you, you how didn't? that happened? Well, well, All right, so yeah, okay, how did, well, I, I can tell you exactly Scott, how, Scott, that how did that happen? How did that happen? Yeah. So, um, you know, me being new, I say new. I'm a year now, so I know people will criticize me for saying new, but it's still a learning learning curves, right? Um, I thought the mayor went to. I mean, the president went to mayor, the vice president went to president. I had talked to Valerie, gave her my support. I knew she was capable of doing the job, and um, I just didn't take it back, right? Uh, at the end of the day, is John Ward capable of running it? Absolutely. You know, again, he's got tons of experience. Um, and, and, and again, we're, we're working together, and I, I plan on it. Just because I didn't vote for him doesn't mean I'm not going to work together. And I think that's another misconception in the community is that, oh, you didn't vote for him, so you're not going to work with him. Absolutely. I mean, we want to get these projects done that we had promised for during the campaign. So, um, And John, on, on, you know, everyone knows is completely competent in doing this job. Um, but, you know, I was wanted to give Valerie the opportunity, even though she didn't have the experience. Uh, how do you get experience without an opportunity? And that's how I looked at that. Well explained. Um, summarizing, don't look too deeply into it. because <laughs> Yeah, right. It was, it was pretty simple, actually. But uh, a lot of criticism on that. But, yeah. So, you know, you've got to give people a shot sometimes, right? There is a contrast between Woonsocket politics and North Smithfield politics. <laughs> um, like, um, it's not like there isn't politics in North Smithfield, but they're a little more uh, subdued, I guess, in, in their uh, approach. I looked at it this way. I, when I was in North Smithfield, people had said, you should run for, for politics. And I, I always said, my parents always told me, if you're in business, you don't run for politics. <laughs> and they were probably right, by the way. Um, but... Now I'm looking at Woonsocket versus North Smithfield, and I, I think, I, actually, it seems like pretty easy, you know. They just got to get their senior center together over there, as far as I'm concerned. It's been going on and on. Paul Linda Tebow has been fighting for this for years. And their police station, too. And their police Well, the police station's <laughs> probably going to be remodeled at this point, right? Uh-huh. That was, um, uh, I guess... Uh, well, that, they put the vote out, right? Yeah. And the, and the citizens spoke. Yeah. If they don't want it, they don't want it. Yeah. Uh, they have to uh, pursue another angle. Let's get back to uh, Woonsocket. So we had a meeting last night and a uh, whole bunch of uh, topics uh, on the agenda. Uh, maybe um, um, I, I always let the, the guest choose when you, when you sit back and say this council meeting is over. What is the thing that rose to the top as the most important uh, thing that we uh, discussed? And I'll let you do that and then I'll uh, go back on some other stuff a little bit later. But uh, from Scott McGee's um, point of view, uh, what did you see as uh, the lead story, so to speak? Lead stories. Well, it wasn't really that exciting last night, actually, because <laughs> um, there was a, quite a few things that got tabled. Um, but I would say, you know, people have been asking about the Dignity Bus and, and the um, firefighter contract. Those were the big ones. Unfortunately, the firefighter contract, um, is good. they need a public hearing <laughs> and uh, an impact, financial impact statement from the uh, Let's talk about that for a few seconds. Let's talk about the uh, firefighters' contract. So apparently, one has been negotiated Correct. by the former uh, former mayor, and um, and as Mr. Brian Thompson pointed out uh, last night, um, uh, we I didn't know uh, that when you have a, a contract like that, that you have to uh, let everybody know what the financial impact is over the length of the contract. That's correct. Yeah. So you have to let them know that, and you also have the public hearing on it. Who calculates um, that? The finance director? Finance director, <laughs> uh -huh. yeah. yeah. So, and and they, you know, they're hoping that she can get it done soon enough where we can get, get it done quicker because it's just been a while, so we want to get it done. The firefighters, I think the way the contract reads, I didn't see the contract, but I think the, the pay increases uh, or the changes take effect November 1st. 
and we've got around November twenty uh, first here. So I guess they're anxious to yeah, they get, get it, it signed, done. sealed, and delivered. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. So that was tabled. Until that was tabled, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, two and that things. Was, so yeah, the financial uh, impact and also the public hearing. Correct. Yeah. Right. Got it. Um, the dignity bus, uh, obviously. It's getting cold, so everyone wants that up and going. Um, they just have to connect, I guess, uh, I don't know exactly, but she said plumbing, so I assume it's probably the sewer line because there is a, a bathroom on it. Um, and we just need to get the insurance straightened out and the lease signed. So, mm -hmm. But other than that, we're, we should be in good shape. And I know that they had asked Valerie last night when the, when the I think Garrett had asked her when they, she's anticipating this thing up and running. And it, it's... As soon as possible is the, is her answer, really. <laughs> you know, she's been working on it a while, but it is getting cold, so we want to get that done. So the contract with Community Care Alliance, though, has been agreed to. It's just um, has it been signed? You know, uh, I, know um, I know they agreed to it. Yeah, I don't think it's been signed. Um, and Valerie could correct me on that. I'm not really sure. Uh, but no, that we saw the lease. It was you know attached and everything. Um, you know, it's like a dollar lease, basically, and they run the, run the show. Uh, and the purpose of the Dignity Bus was to get everyone from one socket on it. And I, I think there's a misconception with that, too, as far as like just people straggling up. And if the bus fills up, they're going to be sitting outside, that kind of thing. But it's not that, that kind of a situation. It's going to be a sign-up, basically. So they're going to know that who's coming on for that night or whatever. And from what I understand, it's going to be um, like a 9 o'clock at night to 7 in the morning kind of thing. So... The Dignity Bus, We uh, do you know how we paid for it? Did we use um, American rescue, yep. rescue Funds for it? Yes. And the contract with uh, Community Care Alliance, does that come out of our general fund, or do, uh, do we um, pay for that in some other way? We're so, going to pay them something, right? So You mean the, the employees? Uh, to uh, the contract to Community Care Alliance. So they're going to run it, but we're going to pay them. Um, I believe to well, to run the program. Uh, well, it's or maybe they're getting the funds. Somewhere yeah, they're else. getting the funds elsewhere. Oh, yeah, they're getting the funds elsewhere. They're giving us a dollar for the lease, mm -hmm. and then uh, they're they're going to run it with funds from the state. All right. So that means when they run run it for funds from the state, that the people who will be in the dignity bus, though it's located in Woonsocket, some of them will be from Woonsocket, but because it's state funding, they can draw from all over the state. Uh, we have Scott McGee with us. We're talking about a few issues. We're going to do a commercial. It, uh, coincidentally, one of the commercials is uh, is Scott McGee. Oh, wow. Uh, okay, so I'm going to do that. So my question <laughs> to you, Scott, uh, um, is that Arnold Avenue uh, um, property in North Smithfield, is that a, a current listing? or is it, it is a current listing, okay, yes. Fine. It's, okay, a, it's, so, a great, well, so, it's a great property. So when I do this commercial, uh, <laughs> I won't mess it up. Back in a moment. Scott McGee of REMAX Properties brings his years of real estate experience to you, whether buying or selling. Check out this property currently on the market from the McGee team. All right. Uh, the uh, property in uh, question here, uh, I checked just to make sure that it was current listing. But uh, you're good about that, Scott. Uh, I get a, an email practically weekly of uh, updated listings. And that's, that's Jen and Liz. I'm not that good at that. Right. <laughs> well, Jen we'll give them the credit. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, and then what I do is um, uh, I look for uh, properties uh, here in the region. Um, I, I'll, you know, once in a while, Johnston and, and so forth. But this one here I, I was attracted to at 22 Arnold Avenue. I uh, Google mapped it and uh, right in back of uh, Union Cemetery, on Route 146A. And uh, so do you write these little narratives here? Um, I do. All yes. right. So here we go. Quote, unquote, <laughs> from Scott. Nestled in Nestled. the picturesque village of uh, North Smithfield, uh, this charming home boasts a prime location that seamlessly combines tranquility and convenience. You uh, you must have had a good English teacher. Did I have you as an English uh, student? <laughs> I had Mrs. Neal in Northfield. Okay. All right. The Macaulay maintained this uh, three-bedroom, one-and-a-half-bath gem radiates a sense of pride and care from every corner. And as you enter, you're, you're welcomed by a custom-designed kitchen and adorned with stunning Korean countertops. The adjacent dining room invites gatherings and allows for effortless entertainment. 
And if you'd like to uh, know more about this property, give Scott McGee a call at 639-2906. Did I get that number right? You got it right. Okay, sure. I got it memorized. All right. Anyway, uh, that's his number, but don't call him right now because uh, we're engaging him in conversation here on the program. All right, let's uh, look um, at the um, announcement sheet here. And now we move, uh, we just talked about them, Community Care Alliance. Here's Lisa with uh, their message. At Community Care Alliance, our 500 employees are passionate about strengthening lives. Right now, we have job openings that give you the opportunity to build a stronger community with us. We hire every level in multiple disciplines. We offer competitive salaries, a comprehensive benefit package, including generous vacation, sick time, holidays, and competitive medical and dental coverage. Find out more at www.communitycareri.org or by calling 401-235-7458. Your life experience could contribute to the riches and qualities of care that we provide. All right, and our final message in this segment uh, is from Grumpy's. Uh, went there yesterday for lunch. I'm not going to tell you who I went with because I like to protect their... Uh, Shall we say their reputation? You know, you mentioned you went to lunch with somebody. You know, why do you hang around with Bouchard? You know, anyway, went there and had a nice luncheon. And uh, the luncheon menu starts at six ninety nine at uh, Grumpy's. And um, Brian LaHousse uh, is uh, right there uh, on the premises, uh, ready to uh, serve you. So uh, what did I have? Um, I had uh, one of their little steak sandwiches. Um, it's uh, shave, shave steak and uh, seven ninety nine comes with French fries and uh, some pickles. It's a nice uh, little sandwich. It's on the luncheon menu. That's a great price. Yeah, yeah, it is. A it's a, yeah, it's a very nice sandwich. It has the onions and the peppers and um, the cheese and the whole thing. Seven ninety nine. It's a luncheon special. And uh, my um, my dining uh, companion had uh, the BLT, uh, which is on the luncheon uh, menu also. And in talking to Brian LaHousse, he mentioned that they will be open on Thanksgiving and um, taking reservations, although walk-ins are welcome. And it's fourteen ninety-nine for the entire uh, Thanksgiving dinner, served all day starting at noontime. And yes, uh, it's all there, uh, from the stuffing to, uh, to the uh, squash and, um, you know, all the stuff that you'd expect with a Thanksgiving dinner. You'll find it all there. At uh, Grumpy's in South Bellingham. And yes, we are opened all day, Thanksgiving Day. Let's rejoin. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. Okay, looking at last night's city council meeting. And uh, we're going to do uh, one topic and then uh, then get to a few emails here. Uh, the topic is um, funding for... Um, Funding for what? And it got changed. Uh, so maybe you can... <laughs> that's sure. kind of general. I think you'll yeah, be no, a little more yeah. <laughs> specific for us, right? So they're building a, uh, a building over at, at the water department. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to be... So to, it's going to put everything on one campus. Is this the Roy Avenue building? Uh, they yeah. call the Roy Avenue? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So that building is uh, over $3 million. And I, I, again, people are a little shocked by that. Um, but what basically last night, and I actually said I was confused because I was because they started saying change this, change that, change that. But the bottom line is they just they want to use the opera fund money for that, and um, rather than the utility money for that. So this way, the the taxpayers' money is not really being used for it, and we'll have a new building. I had voted yes on that at the beginning. They had uh, I believe it was seven bids for the building, uh, and I voted yes because I think in the long run. It makes a lot of sense to have everything on the same campus. You know, they're going to have the trucks there, the employees, everybody, uh, you know, office, everybody. Everybody will be in the same place. So, And they're going to have a state-of-the-art building. Now, using uh, American Rescue Funds, um, is there, um, I don't know if I, where I heard it, but uh, is there a possibility that... You know, we got to take those funds and use them because if you, you know, that's the old phrase, use them and you'll lose them. Uh, if you don't use them, you lose them. Do we have any um, timetable to make sure that we uh, allocate those funds? The appropriation, the, yeah. yeah. Let's talk um, about that. I believe it's by the end of next year. I don't, I don't know that exact date, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do have to be appropriated. And uh, as far as that goes, we have a lot of projects in the works. So uh, we'll probably end up using some of that for uh, Cass Park. Right, and that—that mm-hmm. that way, I was told from the beginning that if we didn't have enough in gravel, which, you know, we knew we were going to get a lot of gravel, a lot of money from it, but we also were told that in the, you know, we would end up using opera funds for that too. Um, 
Also, the dog, the dog shelter. Or yeah, well, shelter. so we're going to get, in a, you know, some topics uh, on the program, um, <clears throat> some council members are more attuned to them. This is probably one that uh, I remember uh, from uh, from Mayor Lisa Baldelli-Hunt. Um, this is a project that uh, she said, uh, why don't you uh, do a little research into it? So where are we on that correct. project? Yep. Uh, and she's helped me a lot with that too. So we were basically we met with an architect, we met with a builder. Not that they, you know doesn't mean we're going to hire those people, uh, just to get some ideas. Uh, we also met with. We've had several meetings on this. Uh, we met at the park. We've met uh, at the police station with the animal control officers and Captain Pickard. Um, you know, so we're moving forward on this. We were kind of in the middle of it un- until a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I just had told the architect to hold off until we figure out what's going on, and then. Uh, move forward, you know, so now we have to figure out if it needs to be sent out for bid or whatever, but it's not even designed yet and it's not approved yet, so that's where we're at, but we figure we're probably going to end up using some of the opera funds for that also. Scott, in the end, do you feel that there's going to be a completely different new building or find some other existing Um, building to rehab? Over at River's Edge, Mm -hmm. uh, we have the, it's basically a snack bar, if you will, mm-hmm. and it's got bathrooms in it there, so we're probably going to, we were going to try to squeeze it into that building, but I think it's going to be a little too small, so we're going to probably end up adding on to that building, and again, it's not approved yet, this is just, my, mm-hmm. my project has been basically Senior Center and um, the dog park, so uh, I, we're probably going to end up adding on to that building. Um, I know some people, while we're talking about that, had com- concerns about the dogs, you know, with the runners. Uh, being teased and stressed out, and you know they get get all stressed out in the kennels. But we're going to set it up so that there's fences around it where the dogs can't see out, or people can't you know go go to the fence and tease them, that kind of thing, or try to get get them worked up. So we we have a, a plan for all of this, and I think you know it was important that um, Lisa Bodelli Hunt too. She when we went, she said it was important to talk to the people that deal with it. So we went down to talk to the animal control officers and Captain Pickard and. They, they enlightened us on a lot. We also visited the shelter in North Providence, so we have an idea of what they're doing and, and what they like about their shelter. Um, we don't need one as big as them because they're like a, a tri-town shelter, but um, Lisa had said that, you know, we're going we're gonna to get it done and it's going to be beautiful. So, And it, uh, that's my plan. I'm still going to get that done. All right, and that will be, uh, so the location, the physical geographical location will be in that park. Right, where the dog park is, Mm -hmm. which makes sense, Mm -hmm. you know. Makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Okay, uh, how about um, an email here? Let's catch up here. Uh, What about all these tax abatements for over 750,000? Actually, more like a million last night. Right. Uh, This, uh, the way it's written here, hidden from the council and uh, put in the budget. Okay, Whose so decision was I that? wouldn't say I wouldn't say that was hidden from mm-hmm. the. From Neither the, would I, but yeah. uh, that's what the email. <laughs> there was some lawsuits too. Um, but basically, the good news on that is for all the abatements, I, I believe it was over like a million dollars, which you know is obviously a ton of money. Um, the good news is those taxes weren't paid. They were the the people that um, owed the you know the seven hundred and change that was. Uh, never paid to us, so it's not like we're writing a check back for that. I believe the only check we're going to be writing back is, not that it's nothing, but 39000 and that was to rent a center, um, and that was just a mistake. So, um, But that, you know, the, it sounds like a million dollars we're giving back to the taxpayers, we're not. It, there was 700 and I, I don't know the exact number, 700 and change, and um, that wasn't paid, so the uh, tax assessor said that that's just, you know, we're just debating that, so... So it's like somebody getting a bill and then calling on the bill and saying, uh, this is not right, and so you don't pay it. So you, basically you got to write it off in, in anticipation uh, that you're, you're going to get the money, but uh, it wasn't due to the city in the first place. Correct, correct. And it, it's been great because, uh, you know, <coughs> again, new people, like uh, the, the solicitors knew, um, the assessors knew, so they want to nail out they're banging out a ton of old um paperwork basically right and we're getting a lot of that done i say we they are getting a lot of that done so i'm thankful for that um obviously that was another couple of good choices of leases too Mm -hmm. um what do you think of the um charges um uh, kind of uh jumping off uh the track here this is not uh council business 
uh, last night. But what do you think of the uh, charges that Mr. Thompson has made about uh, Mr. DeBrice? He has not uh, come forward. Was he at the meeting last night? Uh, Absolutely. Or, yeah. Absolutely. So tell um, me what you uh, think about that. I think that kind of got pulled, pulled apart a little bit, too. So we were told at the last meeting that uh, uh, we, we were going to get those answers. And... Um, I, you know, and I, <laughs> I jumped on that email also, you know, to say let's just get the answers sooner than later. Um, but they they were working on the answers, so it's not like he was avoiding it. So that that's how that ended up. It's not. So a he was at the meeting, and b uh, Actually, they, he's they, been great, by the way. You know, and that's an, another thing too. And I and I showed him my support too because without him, I mean, it's easy to say just fire somebody. But you, you have to imagine, you know, how many projects this guy's involved in, you know. And, and to, for someone to jump into that would be crazy, you know. And obviously, if he did something wrong, um, which I personally don't believe he did. Um, but if he did something wrong, yeah, that has to be done. But he has so many projects. He's done so many good things for the city. Um, you know, that the housing project that they're talking about, we would have been the only ones in the state or the first ones to do some kind of, you know, find affordable housing for people. And, uh, you know, it, it probably could have been a good project, you know, depending on pricing and things like that. So, but, yeah, as far as that goes, it, you know, he's not hiding anything. He's just being cautious. All right. And um, I'm kind of uh, um, going to say I hope something can be uh, worked out with that because, you know, in interviewing him and knowing him over the years when he was uh, doing um, – Solid waste, and and also uh, a couple of times in here as uh, the one time as the acting planning director, and another time as the planning director. Uh, he's been great uh, yeah, and, and knowledgeable he, and forthcoming, and so I hope he and can. And um, let me say this: come Roger, through on this. And I don't want to bring it up, but I will. Uh, when we we're discussing my house situation, and it's a boarding house, and people are accusing me of all these things, I can tell you that he was a professional. He was black and white. He didn't let me talk to anybody else. Uh, you know, I couldn't, um, he didn't want anyone else answering my questions, you know. Um, and he was, he was very strict about what he needed to do. So, I, I, you know, I do respect that when somebody's strict like that. So, I, I mean, he does his job is what I'm saying. Um, there's an email from uh, one of our listeners. I'm trying to pull it up. I'm uh, having a little trouble. So what I'll do is uh, take a phone call. And uh, see what uh, this person has on their mind. And then uh, while that phone call is in progress, uh, Sandra is who uh, sends the email. Sandra, I've got your, I know it's there. I just can't pull it up. Uh, are you much uh, on computers or are you a uh, technical? Uh, I'm pretty good. You're pretty good? Pretty good, yeah. 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 Maybe you can come over and do Scott it. Scott McGee at rocketmail.com. <laughs> you can send it to me. <laughs> All right. All right let's, uh, let's press the button here. Um, what would you like to uh, mention to Scott? Hello. Are you there? Oh, I'm. Yep. Hi. How you doing? Good. Hey, Miss McGee. So, uh, you know, <laughs> you already answered my question while I was waiting, but I figured I would I would hang on. So, so my question was going to be: Would the new animal shelter placement be near the dog park? You said yes. Is that correct? Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Okay, it's, so, it's the blue so, the blue roof building next to there that we might add on. Oh, to. so so it was going to be like an, it was going to be added to an existing structure or a new structure? Uh, added to the existing. Because that, okay. that existing structure isn't used, really. Oh, okay. So they would kind of fit it to be an animal shelter. That's okay. correct. What, yep. Now, what, now I, I know you said you went to North Providence. I know that was a big project for North Providence. They had a whole commission set up sure. and stuff like that. So I know, And you said I think that was a tri, tri-town thing or something like that. That's but correct, yep. What, what type of – now, I, I don't know in the, if the city of Woonsocket – I don't know if we have a grant writer. I think we do. Do we off the top of your head? Uh, we just got one, actually. So, um, okay. because, I said hi to yeah, recently. I, I, I think it's, you know, I think I, I know people are very, very sympathetic to animals, right, in general. Sure. All pets. I mean, it could be, could be a turtle, could be a snake, could be a dog, could be a cat. I mean, people just have pets that are special to them, you know. Sure. And I think that fundraising, I, I think that fundraising animal shelters is probably a lot of times even easier than funding like human needs like you know i agree i agree people leave you know you see people leave money to the dog shelters you know when they die so yes yeah 
So was there going to be any plans to be sort of aggressive in fundraising rather than just having a line item in the budget for it? I, I don't know if you guys are going to budget it through the police department. I think that's what North Providence does. I don't know if we're going to do the same, but was there going to be any aggressive fundraising committees for this sort to, to try to just at least take a dent out of the budget, you know, to fund yeah, it with sure. maybe private donations? This was actually, any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, actually, we have the opera money, you know, and, and the opera money has to be appropriated anyways or allocated, I should say. So uh, we had planned on taking that out of the opera money. So that not really fundraising, just at, we, we have the money, but it's not coming out of the taxpayer's money, really. Okay. Does that answer cool. the question? Um, yeah, well, I mean more long-term, though. I mean after the ARPA money, you know. Oh, oh, finite, oh. You know. Yeah, that, that's um, something that I, um, we'd have to talk to Captain Pickard and the animal control officer. I think he's driving at friends of the Woonsocket dog shelter yeah. and then <laughs> and then people start you know um making contributions and things like that to uh, get some supplemental money that's what i'm kind of reading okay into yeah that's hey, actually a good hey, idea i don't i don't know if what they did before actually so that's something i'd have to find out am i um, misquoting yeah. you sir or there is that uh, you're you no know, roger you're you are right on the button roger and i was thinking even like animal rescue league of southern rhode island they mm -hmm. have a big yeah. fundraiser every year at the towers down in newport 75 bucks a ticket they raise tens of thousands every year. And then they even have, like, there's one in Smithfield. I think they do a motorcycle ride every year. And they raise, like, 10 or 15 grand. So oh, just, wow. some, just throwing some ideas out there. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. no. I, li I like the ideas. And I, I haven't gotten that far into thinking about that. But that makes sense. Right. <laughs> Thanks for your call, sir. All right, guys. Appreciate Thank you. It. Have a good one. All right. And our email, I finally found it. I was able to bring it up. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. That includes you and me, I hope. Uh, I'm very pleased that John Ward is the new council president. I thank members who voted for him. In my opinion, he is the one qualified enough to do the job. Having said that, have a safe and happy and healthy Thanksgiving, Sandra LaFrance. All right. Thank you, Sandra, nice. for your comments. Yes. And I agree. He'll, he'll, he'll do a great job. All right. We are talking about uh, Woonsocket City Government. And uh, we're talking about um, we've, we're talking about a whole bunch of stuff uh, that uh, went on last night. But you called it a... Did you expect it to be a more uh, tumultuous meeting, or uh, or or were you just satisfied um, that it was? To be honest, it, it was it was a mellow meeting. As I, I really did think it was going to be a little more heated, uh, and I'm glad it's not. I'm hoping that um, you know, with the separation of the, there's a certain groups of people that um, get really upset about things, and I just I feel like last night was pretty positive. You know, um, people seem to be like. I, we want to work together. We want to get things done. A lot of times we're fighting uh, stupidity, basically. <laughs> you know, we're, we're fighting um, things that people, you know, uh, rumors, I should say. You know, it's, a, it's like, like Mr. D'Agostino, people say, no, he's going to quit now. She's gone. He's going to leave, too. Um, he doesn't want to leave, you know, and that's another one, he, like Director DeBroyce. I mean, if you lost somebody like that, it would be in serious, serious trouble. But the rumors are terrible, and that, that's what I found being in politics in one socket it's you know but last night it seemed to we we seem to be more united and i th i thought it was going to be a little bit more of a separation honestly mm -hmm. so it was actually a good meeting um i do like the way john ran it too so it was uh it was all good all right and certainly mr d'agostino made it clear he's staying on for a while anyway you know some of these questions will be answered in a little more detail tomorrow here on the program as both of them will be here Oh yeah, uh, Mayor uh, Mayor Beauchamp will be here, and uh, Mr. D'Agostino, and oh, so we can get to um, you know some questions that really relate to projects that they're they're on. So we'll we'll ask um, we'll ask um, Steve about the uh, about the Cass Park and the and the complex, and I guess they had a little slideshow last night, and yep. and so yep. forth. Tell me, um, we have some callers waiting here uh, on the program, but. Um, did um and and I, he'll talk about it tomorrow but um one of the big projects out there i mean you can talk about caspark you can talk about building a new building but really Cinegro and jacobs the wastewater facility and the Cinegro burning plant uh that is a real issue right near the dog shelter too uh Correct. for that matter yep. well anything and you learned gas posh too actually, did right. you learn anything from that uh, uh last night or how that's going or is that more to come uh so. more to come on that one we didn't really talk too much about that um there's been talk about you know giving it to one company rather than two so it's you know they're in sync so to speak uh but other than that we didn't really talk too much about that last night 
So that that wasn't really a, a huge topic last night. Is but it a we, huge we, topic? It's a huge though. topic in general. Yes, right. <laughs> it's it probably is. the biggest. I mean, I remember when I was campaigning, um, the two biggest things were the sewer treatment plant and homeless. That was the, the two biggest things that I, I um, noticed when I was campaigning. Um, and I and I remember saying to myself, if we can solve the sewer treatment sewer treatment plant thing, well, I would be in in forever if I wanted to be. You know, so but we're still working on it. So. And now it's that time of the show to try to get Scott into a jam here. <laughs> so, homelessness. Yes. <laughs> I ask everybody about uh, the homeless uh, issue. Now, you, there, sometimes when you're a, a public official, there's the public answer, and then there's a, like an off-microphone answer of uh, how you'd like to solve this, uh, this issue. But I don't know if your answer is the same uh, on microphone or off microphone, but there is a problem. And you know, the reason I bring it up, I wasn't going to bring it up, uh, as I, I knew you were coming yesterday, okay, the day yeah. before, but uh, we were running a story, uh, Russ Olibo, former Woonsocket Call reporter, still works for WNRI, he does uh, reporting. He was, gave us a story about an incident in which people who were coming into Woonsocket for the uh, for the um, for the train train um, you know, what do they call it the, um, the express <laughs> the polar oh, express. express they were in here in Woonsocket and this guy who was homeless made a spectacle and people from out of the city of seeing this guy uh, it's a homeless situation the train goes by a homeless encampment and so forth where does uh, Scott McGee uh, come down on this whole issue well uh, obviously it's a big issue right um, the, the we're doing what we can, you know, as far as you can do as much as you can, basically, right? Dignity bus was one. Uh, we were spending, like, I believe it was $70,000 every six months on hotel rooms. Um, the problem that Lisa Bodelli Hunt explained to me was with the hotels, like, just say the Holiday Inn, you know, we, they would buy 20 rooms at Holiday Inn. Well, if someone's family comes into town for Thanksgiving or Christmas <laughs> and, you know, not and I don't want to stereotype, but you don't want people outside smoking and you know so on and so forth. You know what I mean in, in the hotel. So taking up a lot of the hotel rooms because we only have really a couple of hotels here in the city. So, um, but I, I mean that's just one part of it. The other part is, you know, we we're doing everything we can. Valerie is sparing this up, and she's she's really trying to um, get help them as far as you know the addiction. She's helping them as far as she's trying to get. Get it so that they can, get, you know, get back to work. She talks about the one in Vero Beach, um, with you know, they they get their homeless people up and running and working. The Dignity Bus was, you know, built by some homeless people too. So I, they need they need a purpose basically, and then, and then that's that's basically where we're at with it. Um, I, we've had people during public comment come and say you're not doing anything about the homeless situation. That kind of drives me crazy because it's like we're doing everything we can about it, but we can also only do so much. So. Um, I feel like, you know, we're doing what we can. Um, CCA is, you know, obviously the right-hand person on that. Um, and we're doing what we can to help them, too. So that's where I kind of stand on it. I was part of the, um, under the, you know, we had went, went and visited under the bridge, so on and so forth. And the rumors were, like, we invaded their privacy, so on and so forth. It was nothing like that. It was nothing like that. We actually had conversations, and, you know, it, was, it wasn't a bad thing at all. Um, but... I'll tell you what, I you know they had talked about banging, knocking down encampments. That we get a lot of bad um, rap for that, and truthfully, after seeing the encampments, and you know they did tell people that they they were going to come and get you know get rid of the trash, so on and so forth. They talked about bulldozing, and that wasn't really the case. Truthfully, there's so many syringes and things like that down there. I wouldn't want to see any of our city employees pick them up by hands. They needed to use those you know, tractors or whatever they use, but they were also warned, but it was garbage, you know, that they were picking up. And I just feel like, you know, we, we get a bad reputation for this, but in general, we know we need to do something. But I was up in Portland, Maine, you know, a few weeks ago, and it, w it looked worse up there, you know? So I think the, the problem is all over the country. So um, as far as what to do, uh, I think that's a my cool question, really, as far as uh, he, he had some good ideas, so... We'll see what, what he comes up with also. We have some callers waiting. We'll take a couple of callers, and then uh, then i got to do some more commercials. Sure. You understand that, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Hello there. What would you like to ask uh, Mr. Uh, Scott? 
McGee. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, how much did you say is needed more for the Dignity Bus? Uh, as far as money, you mean? Yes, did you give a figure? No, actually, we the Dignity Bus was already purchased. Um, basically, we're waiting on insurance, and we're waiting on a plumbing job. I guess I believe they have to hook up the sewer to the building at the uh, the church. Okay, and me, one more quick thing. Sure. Meanwhile, in Pawtucket, they've opened uh, a center on Main Street where the, the homeless can go when they get a hot cup of soup. There's a large... Uh, empty store right across from City Hall. Can't that be used meanwhile? Uh, well, we actually have, um, Gene Mishu has a, a soup kitchen over on Hamlet Avenue. So that, that we already have that. Um, and there's also CCA also has a building that you know they can go into also over almost near the train station, I guess. So we do, we do, we do supply that. You, you do have two places yeah. already? Yeah, we sure do. Hamlet Avenue and what? Uh, over near, um, uh, if you go over the Court Street Bridge, coming towards City Hall, over yes. there on the right, CCA has a building there that they can go in and uh, get warm. And Clinton and Main Street, coffee right? Coffee and things like that, yeah. But uh, Gene oh. Mishu has the church. Mm -hmm. uh, Roger, which church is St. that? St. James oh, Episcopal. Thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> thank you. I'm here for um, to serve. Yeah. I'm still getting used to all the names of, you know, when I first started the council with Station 1, Station 2, I'm like, can you tell me where those are, please? <laughs> oh, so, that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. so we have that maybe, already. We do. I haven't heard much about it. Maybe it should be talked about more. Yeah, maybe we could promote that a little bit more. Let I'm uh, working on uh, trying to get Mike Hool here. and uh, I'll, Yeah, he's uh, going to be the one to talk I'm to I'm going to, uh, I'll, uh, I'll ask yet. him that question. Okay. And while he's there, uh, Farm Fresh, it says you could use upper funds uh, for food, for people, that would be something to look into. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Let's send a little phone call here. What would you like to ask uh, Mr. McGee? I'll try to be brief with my comments. Thank you. I would like to see that bus named something like the Caring Bus because Dignity Bus is an attempt to make us think of something that it isn't. But that's only my opinion, and I don't pay taxes in Woonsocket. Okay. Which brings me to my next point. Federal funds are every taxpayer's funds. Mm -hmm. Whether it's in the American Rescue Plan was the COVID money, and it's like monopoly money, and that is contributing to our national debt. And I'm paying for that, even though I don't live in your community. And I think that's something that's got to be brought home. I was very glad to hear you say you went to Portland. It used to be a beautiful city. And there was homelessness there. Because the issue is, this is a national problem. And I would like to know whether you think <clears throat> that the increase in homelessness is due to one fentanyl drug use and two the open border okay that's a good question. enough question good thank question. you for your call um, mr mcgee I'll, I'll, I'll get off the line that way we don't engage in tit for tat no it's okay <laughs> what would you like to do that with oh, him oh she hung up <laughs> she hung. that's okay right. No, it's it's not about tit for tat. I I actually agree with the uh, the fentanyl addiction. I think that's that's a lot of it. Opioids is a lot of it. Um, you know, and it, it's the, 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 all those gateway drugs to those things. Um, but yeah, I agree with that too. And and yeah, Portland, Maine. I think it looked worse than Woonsocket as far as homeless went. But I mean, <laughs> a lot of our homeless encampments are hidden in Portland. They have a big parking lot of it. Mm -hmm. So and it's right near the highway, so everybody sees it, which I don't doesn't give a great impression, you know. Um, but it's definitely a problem, you know, and, and no one seems to have the, the cure for it and, uh, and, or the, the solution. And we've had people come to the council also saying, you know, we need to find affordable housing. Well, I'm a realtor and I got to tell you, I can't find expensive housing for people sometimes. You know, I, I have people that want to pay two, three thousand dollars for an apartment, you know, a nice apartment. And we're having trouble finding that. So there, there's a housing shortage for sure. Um, you know, that's why we were working on different things. And, you know, that, that project that over on Menden Road, even that would have given us, you know, nine more houses, you know, had we known about it and so on and so forth. It's kind of a shame, actually. But, um, 
you know, that would have given us more housing also. So it's just about working on housing, you know, and I don't know. I don't know. I, I, you know, again, Mike Hool's more the, uh, the one for that. But I do think it's drug addictions, too. What about the other part um, of uh, the borders? And, oh. and um, I'd like to take a shot at that one. Yeah, though, why don't you do that yeah. one? <laughs> yeah, even though, she, I, even yeah. though she didn't ask me. Uh, about it. Uh, I'd, I'd like to take a shot at it because I've been thinking about that. So the problem at the border is a tremendous problem. I mean, there's no question about it. And it has impacted uh, Massachusetts in a great way. And um, you name the, uh, the the community, especially in eastern Massachusetts, uh, Pittsfield to a certain amount, uh, Springfield to a certain amount, Worcester, yes, but as you get um, into the metro Boston area, it's ridiculous. However, I haven't noticed, we, she mentioned the homeless problem. The homeless problem involves, to me, a local community. And when I say a local community, I mean people from Providence sure. or Pawtucket, but I do not see it as an immigration problem. I see the problem of immigration as huge. But I don't see that it's tied into that yet. Homeless. I don't think so either. It, it might be coming, yeah. but it hasn't happened yet, and, and I pay uh, pretty close attention to that. Anything else you want to say before we hit some more calls? Uh, well, she had mentioned that, you know, I, I didn't want to take lightly that the ARPA funds are not, you know, being paid by citizens. You know, uh, I, I know I said that, you know, made it sound easy, like we're going to take ARPA funds and build a dog shelter. We're going to take ARPA funds and build a, a, a water, uh, you know, a building at, on Roy Avenue for the watershed. Um, but I, I do understand that too. But with these funds, they need to be used anyways. So that's why I, you know it does make it a little easier. But I do understand that it, you know it is taxpayer money. It's almost like again going back to Menden Road. It's it's taxpayer money, but it was coming from the government. So uh, back in a moment. CMM Picture Frame and Gallery in Woonsocket is in the Park Square Florist Building, front entrance, lower level. Mark Morell says, we're very affordable. I try to be creative in all my work. Basically, the main thing is custom picture framing with a quality touch. We use quality products. We do full photo restorations. We do collages. We do things like newspaper articles and photo collages. And we're also an art gallery. Paintings on display for sale by Mark himself and other local artists. Nice to of prints and special occasion prints. Have a special project. Talk to Mark to make it happen. Open Tuesday through Friday, 10 to 4, Saturdays 10 to 2, 401-487-8938 and converse with Mark. He's a friendly guy. Check out what we're all about by pulling up our website, cmmpictureframeandgallery.com. Charles Mark Morell, proprietor. Early bird specials. Every uh, Tuesday through Friday, over at uh, the Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar right here in Woonsocket. eleven ninety nine is the price. And it's dine-in only. And it's from uh, 4 to 5.30 when uh, the um, general manager, uh, Avery, uh, told me about it uh, a while back. He said, let's try it out. Tremendous success. Now, early bird specials are not a new thing. I mean, they've been around for a million years. But uh, they disappeared sort of in the area uh, a little bit and now they're back at the savini's and it's a huge success uh so you get this menu on left side are the items uh you know like baked haddock and uh, eggplant parmesan and so forth and then on the right side are the uh, pasta choices or the roasted potatoes or the fries 11.99 tuesday through friday 4 to five thirty at savini's try it out you will not be disappointed. All right, let's get back. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. Well, Scott, we have a couple of callers waiting, so we're going to at least get the topics on the table. And if we can't answer the question, we'll uh, get back to you and have you uh, backfill again. Hello there. What would you like to ask, uh, Mr. Scott McGee? Hello. Yep. Go ahead. Hello. Hello. Yeah, uh, Scott. Yes. About several years ago, down at the uh, wastewater plant, they were shooting uh, perfume out and it gave good odor at that time. Now, once we know the sources of, of where the smoke was coming from, why can't we do it again? 
Um, I, I, I honestly don't know the answer to that. Um, I'm learning a lot about the sewer treatment plant, and uh, I, yeah. do, I do know they have, last I knew they still have them, but that's a director D'Agostino question. Uh, I can find out, but I, I can uh, the, shoot yeah, it to him tomorrow. Yeah, last night, mm -hmm. yeah, he'll answer that yep, tomorrow. Solve a lot of problems. But I want to say that they still have that, and maybe it's just not working the way it should. Oh, but I don't know who was doing it, Senegal or Jacob, so who? Mm. I'll shoot that one to Mr. D'Agostino tomorrow. Thank you. Yeah. Good day. Uh, uh, it was yeah. several years ago. Excuse me. Right. And it did a lot of. Yeah, we'll right. look, we'll look into it. We'll look into it. He'll okay, ask you tomorrow. Thank you Thank so you. much. All right. And that gives us enough time to at least get this call on. Hello, what would you like to uh, say? Yes, I'm so glad that the person, uh, the tech guy, I call him, uh, I don't know his name, but um, the YouTube last night did not have any um, distorted, you know, like a... Uh, um, Good. You hear it loud and clear, right? We're glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah. You know how sometimes you could hear some people that could hear it right. on their TV was, di you know, it was clear. But if you listened to onto your device, it was kind of staticky, like you know. Oh, okay, like, good. And, glad to hear that. But yeah, so now I want to let everybody know that it's nice and clear. The picture's clear. Everything got. Better. I think that's uh, Paul Jacob that does that, I think. Thank you. No, there was another guy before the council yeah. meeting yesterday, oh. uh, a chunky guy. I don't know his name. We don't know his um, name, but i got to get this email in before we leave. Uh, oh. I'm running out of time. I okay, think you made your but point. Anyway, Good yeah, YouTube. please. Okay, thank, thank you. you. Good uh, coverage. Thank you. I'm not sure you realize this, but uh, wasn't the land deal on Menden Road refused development before it became uh, very wet, as evidenced by city maps? How do you justify the price knowing it was wet? And secondly, given the fact that it was wet, you know you can't build many houses there. It's a good real estate. Yeah, question. as far as justifying it, I'm not justifying it. I was mm -hmm. just saying that sometimes assessment versus an actual purchase price. There was no appraisal done on it, so we don't know. But um, and, and again, I don't know exactly about they had they had i think it was i believe it was a nine lot subdivision but uh yeah i'm not justifying the price i was just talking about assessment versus value you know and if you if you go to someone's house and ask them if they'll take the assessment value for their house there's a good chance in some cases they won't so that's all i was saying on that thanks for being here have a good thank day thank you so much Out of you have time. a good day too nine o'clock thanks for having me uh, my pleasure wnri one socket at nine o'clock wnri